0: And I'm so excited to welcome you to Real Woman, Real Torah, a project of Bacetta Learning Center. We're here to offer you an authentic Torah learning experience, produced for woman, by woman. I hope you enjoy. If you'd like to follow
1: along inside the text, you can find a fully vowelized PDF of the Doth at www. At Sheva Learning Hello,
0: everyone. Welcome back for Dof Laman Chas of We are going to be starting a new Mishnah today. We're going to be talking a lot about Birchas Kahanim. Okay. Um,
1: so we're right in the bottom of Lamed Zayn Ahmed Bey's second line from the bottom Birchas Kahanim Ketzad. So how, what is what is the process of birkes Kahanim? So in Medina, outside of the base of Mikdash, I'm our Shalash brachas, you say birkes Kahanim is three separate clauses, right? So you'll be familiar if you go to Shul, right? And you hear them say the brachas, they say it in three different sentences. And after each sentence, the congregation says, Amin, but in the base bracha acha. So you just say it as one uh, long statement. But Mekdash is in the base of Mikdash, they say Hashem's full 42 letters, Shem um, But outside the base of Mekdash, they say it uh, with that means like Hashem's nickname, right? But the name that the way that we generally say it in Davening. But Medina, Kahanim and outside the base of Mekdash, the Kahanim lift their hands, Knegat Khat uh, and so they lift their hands, and they lift it until the point where it's parallel to their shoulders. But on the base of Mekdash, they lift it until it's all the way above their heads. Aside from the Gadol, Because the Kayan Gadol is not supposed to raise his, hand, his hands above the sits, the bands, above his forehead. Rabbi Huda said, Even the kind Gadol can raise his hands higher than it sits, meaning the reasoning to say he couldn't is because it sits is holy. Rashem's name is written on it. But Rabbi Huda said, even so, the kind Gadol can raise his hands above. As it says, It says, Aaron, who was the Godal, raised his hands above uh, um, to the people and blessed them. Okay, so Gemara. Tana uh, we learned in Abrisa, Right, the Pasuk says that uh, the Kahanim should bless the Jewish people like so with the following formula. But Lashon HaKadosh, right, that uh, the Kahanim are required to say the Bracha in Hebrew. I ain't a maybe, who says, right? Maybe you might've thought you could have said it in any language. It could be said in any language. Um so we learn, we we know this halacha through exerh Shabbat khan kaiisavarhu. So namar kan kaisavarku, it says here, Khaisavarhu, manar la halan, elil yamdu levar Sorry, the emphasis is actually on tivarhu. Right here it says they should bless the Jewish people. And in Devarim, when it describes how the Leviim should pronounce the brachites And Har Eval, they said. This is how they should bless the Jewish people. So malah halah in B'lashon just like the brachai, that Hargurizim, were in Hebrew. So too here, Birkiz Kahanam needs to be in Hebrew. Huda said, Eno Tzarif. I don't need that gzei that comparison between Hargurizim and Birkiz How are you, emar kai? It says the word kai Actually, ajdey which indicates it needs to be said in this exact way. Uh, this might be familiar, right? you and often back uh, on, in the Mishnah, uh, that's actually what we said, right? We, we said it, it is derived from the word kai. But apparently here, according to the chasamim, the chasamim felt that the word kai is not necessarily, um, doesn't necessarily mean Hebrew. It could just mean in this order, right? It doesn't necessarily indicate language. And so that's why they needed the xereshava of the word, you know, bracha. That word bracha always means, um, always indicates uh, Hebrew language.
0: Well, this notion of, of, um, meaning to be in Lush and Kadesh, there's also a symbolic meaning to that, which is that before a Kayin, you know, can bless the Jewish people, he's only worthy of, of, of uh, giving this blessing. If he, his own Lush and his own tongue is Kadesh is, is holy, meaning he hasn't, you know, said any words of Lush and Hara or, or gossip or anything. Um, and he's approaching the Jewish people with this pure love. That's the only way he would be worthy of, of being able to get this blessing
1: hmm wow kind of right explains why we, we spent so much time on this right <laughs> so many right. pages um so we're going to quote a few some more brises with some more uh is derived from the second so tanya ida taught in another brisa so you shall bless but amida uh like kind of have to do it standing so how do you know that? You're saying it has to be standing. Maybe it could be that they could even say it's sitting. So, Right, so it says here uh, that they should bless the people. And again, in the context of Hargurism and Har-Eval, it says they should stand and bless the people. So, just uh, like the Bracha, in that context, had to be standing. So, too, needs to be standing. Rabbi Nessen, Rabbi Nessen said, I don't need this Gzaira this comparison between the two stories. It says that um, Hashem separated Shavit Levi in order to serve him, and to bless his name. So we see here a juxtaposition between serving, right, in the base of mikdash or the Mishkan, and bracha. So, ma ben just like the service needed to be done while standing. Afa barach ben so too, must be done while standing. So wait, how did, we're going to take, take it one step back. Well, how did we know in the first place that service must be done while standing? la it says, to stand and serve, right? Time to eat sa in another brisa. Kaiser varhub and a sias kaphaim. Burkiskahana must be done while the hands are lifted up. Ata erubana kapai. Right. So you're saying it needs to be done with the hands lifted up. aina al Shalaiba C S Kapai. Maybe it could be without lifting up the hands. How do we know this? So Nemarkan, Kaiser Varhu, Bem Ralhalan, Bayisa Aren Essiade Alla Ambaya Varchim. It says here they should bless the Jewish people in this way. Uh, and it says over there that. Aaron lifted his hands towards the people and blessed them. Malahallan benestiyas kapayim, afkan benestiyas kapayim. So just like Aaron lifted his hands while blessing the people, so too in general, kahana must lift their hands. Kachale l'Ruby So this b'ritha was difficult for Ruby Anderson to understand. I malahallan gadol v'resh chaydeh shavetis t'ibor, afkan gadol v'resh chaydeh shavetis t'ibor. If we're comparing the bracha that Aaron gave, to the bracha the, in general when Kahanim give a bracha, then we should compare everything. Just like over there, when what was the context of that bracha? Aaron was blessing the Jewish people on Reish Chaydesh during uh, the process of bringing the korban tamid, right? And it was the Karan Gadol with Aaron doing it. So too, you might think in general, Birkash Kahanim can only be done by a Karan Gadol on Reish Chaydesh d- while bringing the korban tamid. So, um, I don't need this and perhaps because of this difficulty of of also he has a different way of deriving this halacha. it says he and his sons all the days right so makish bana of life so that kind of, that sorry, that plus like, I should to clarify, refers to Aaron and his sons, right? It says that Aaron and his sons should serve, should, should you know, be Kohanim basically forever and serve Hashem in the base of Mekdash. So that juxtaposes and compares the status of the Kayan oh all right, and other Kohanim, his sons. So mahu benesiyas kapayim, abanam benesiyas kapayim. So that tells you that just like Aaron uh, lifted his hands, so too his sons and other Kohanim, should lift their hands, right, and it says forever, like all of the days, meaning should be done, not just on Rosh Kodesh, right, and we have, uh, as we said before, earlier, we have another Pesach, which juxtaposes Rosh to share, okay, so there's a lot of like, you have to put together, we have one Pesach, which kind of equates Aaron and his sons, uh, to, in the context of serving in the base of Mekdash. and then we had that other pasuk, right, uh shair su with the levim that equates bracha and serving in the basic mikdash. So that that means we can apply the same rules that apply to serving in the mishkan to bracha. The time you it's taught in yet another brisa. Kri sevur lestanet z'ral b'shem so you should bless the Jewish people with a the full name of Hashem. B'shem levarish ad zemer ad zemer b'shem Are in al Wait, you're saying they should use the full name? Maybe just uh, the substitute name. So it's Hamad Limar, Vishmu, Vishamu Ashmi, Shmi, Hameyukhidlier. It says Vasamu Shemi Yisrael ni abarachim, right? The context of Birkis Gahanim. And so it says Shmi, my name, that's that unique name, uh, the Shame Hamafarish. Yachal Arish. So you might have thought that you say this Shmi, this name, also outside of the Beit Hamikdash. Um, so Namar Khan Uvisamu It says the wording of the pasuk is they should put my name. But Nemar L'Hallan L'Sum Uh It says, it refers to the Beit Hamikdash as the place Hashem chose to put his name there. So Ma Beit basically here, so just as the Beit Hamikdash is used it's described using this language of put the Afkaad, here, So, too, here when it says you should place my name, it should only be in the base hemekdish. Rabbi er, I don't need this limud. I could learn the same halacha in a different way. So, So it says, when every place where I cause my name to be mentioned, you cause my name to be mentioned, I will come and bless you. Right, so do you really, does it really enter your mind that it means that like Hashem is going to come everywhere? Um, It's interesting that we find it so hard to believe, but right, the idea is that there are places which are holier than others, right? So, it seems clear to Rabbi Ishiot that this pasuk is talking about a specific holy place. So, Ella Mikra right? This pasuk is what's called a—it's kind of like an inverted sentence, right? The words have to be interpreted in a different order. So, instead of Asher Asker it's Asher Avayalacha Sham Asker In the place where I do come to you and bless you, there you should mention my name. So, Avayalacha is this place where I? Designate as a place where I'll come to you and bless you. The base of Kirah and the base of Mikdash. Sham at Ger the base of Kirah. So there you should mention my name in the base of Kirah. Tani it said in yet another brayza. the Um, ainly eli bnei Israel. Gerem nashavadim shukhar So that the word bnei could be interpreted in the most restrictive sense. The so only males who are like direct descendants of the Jewish people Um, so how do you know that converts and women and slaves, so Abadim Shekharam is basically another type of of essentially, so we nine how do I know, so Amar Lahem, Lekulu, it says say to them and that extra word uh, indicates the entire Jewish people um, of which those categories are also part of the Jewish people. Tanya, Ida, it said in another verse, that Barhu, so you shall bless. Panim Keneged panim, it has to be face to face, right? So the kahanim should be facing the people. panim keneged panim, Alek, panim air. If you're saying it should be face to face, maybe it could be face to back, right? So perhaps the kahanim could face the people, and then the people could turn their backs to the kahanim. How Lahem, right? Say to them. just like a person converses with his fellow, right? You converse to, with a person face to face. so you shall bless in a loud voice. Perhaps it could be quietly. So so it says you shall say to them like someone who's talking to another. Um, right. So meaning in a way that other people can hear. Amar Abaye, Abaye said, Naktinan, we have a tradition, uh, Lishnayim Kaira Kahanim, that um, if it's like a Khazan is leading the Minyan, and it's, you know, the spot for Brikas Kahanim, if there are two or more Kahanim present, he calls them up. Right. k'ayanim. right recognize this from Shul, right before Baker's time. the Chazim will, def- will call up the Kahanim to the front. But if there's one Ka'in, he doesn't call Ka'in, he just does nothing at all. It says say to them right, so you have to say to a minimum if you're calling the Kahanim up, it has to be a minimum of two people. But Amar of Chiz, the Rav said Naktin, and he has a different tradition, Ka'in Kara Kahanim. Right, only a kain can call up the kahanim. But in Yisrael kahanim, if it's a Yisrael, a non kayan leading the minion who's the Chazin, he does not call up the kahanim. Shemar emmer lahem, amira michalhem. Say to them, the person saying it needs to be of them. From needs to be, you know, a Kayan himself. should be from them. The Hilchasa, so the Gemara actually is helps us out here and tells us exactly how the halacha should be. This would actually be quite a difference in a practical halacha, right? According to Abayet, anyone could be the chaz and anyone can call up Kaihanim, but uh, there's the you would not be call up the Kaihanim if there's a single only a single kind. Whereas according to Chizda, um you would call up even a single kind, but you. If it's a non Kohen Kazan, he would not call up. So the Gemara says, the halakha is in accordance with Rabbiya. And we don't paskin like Rabbiya, right? I guess in theory, you could have paskin like both of them, but we don't. We only paskin like a Baya. And therefore, even if the Kayan is not, even if the is not a kain, he calls the Kayan up. But um, the calling, right? This like calling them up is only done uh, with a minimum of two. Okay, so now the Gemara just has a simon. It's a series of words, which is kind of like a mnemonic device, like I'm not like an acronym to remember uh, the following uh, list of teachings, which are all taught by the same person, Rabbi Yeshua Ben-Levi. Simon, so, mis'avah, Lavracha, duchan, b'avayda, kais, makir, neneh, b'agal. Rabbi Yeshua Ben-Levi said, minayin she'kadash barachu, mis'avah, How do we know that Hashem... Sort of desires, <laughs> you like can't wait for Birkas So now, Right, you should place my name over the Jewish people, and then I will bless them. Right, so meaning Hashem is waiting for the Kahanim to do their but, do their part to start it
0: off, so that he can then do his part and bless the Jewish people. But so, Hashem, is, uh, you know how how we learn from this pasuk with someoshmiyah b'nei Israel arachim how does that teach us that Hashem desires the Berkha's Gahanam? It's actually different, different ways of looking at it. Um, so, hmm. so, so simply, Rashi just says something like, okay, Hashem is saying, I can only put my name on the Jewish people if you bless them, right? So I'm depending on you to be able to, for my name to be called on the Jewish people. Um, the the Maharsha says, right, similar to what you just said, right, the Aniyah Barachim, I will bless them. There's different ways of interpreting that. Does that mean I will bless the Kehanim or does that mean I will bless the Jewish people? Um, so he says, if you're reading it as the Jewish people, then if Hashem is already just blessing the Jewish people, why does he also need the Kehanim? So the fact that it says, I will I'll also be blessing them. Shows that Hashem specifically, you know, wants the, it to come from like a that The kahanim should bless them as well. Um, another idea is that the word ani, um, there's a, it's based on a midrash. The midrash says that anytime we see the word ani, ani shows, what, uh, like a certain sense of like simcha and 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 love, right? It's an expression of joy and love. Um, so the fact that It says ani of is showing that Hashem is like, it's 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 precious to him. This uh, well, all
1: in, right? Yeah, so he's like he's this, personally
0: invested. Right, exactly, and then the of explains sort of this: this whole, what does it mean that Hashem desires? Because he says in general, Hashem, we know that Hashem likes desires to give to creation. He wants to, like you know, be be to the world. And since the the Gehanim is a way of doing that, that's that's why we call it as if it's like this is Hashem's need. it's, just, it's almost it's for Hashem because it's sort of fulfilling that desire that Hashem has to give mm. um, to give to the world. <laughs>
1: hmm. Wow. Um, so, right, so that was our first teaching of Rishu Ben Levi, right? That was the Mis'avah teaching. Um, and then, okay, next teaching is so, about um, Rishu Ben Levi, Rishu Ben Levi said, call Kayan Shemavarich oh, Misbarich. Any Kayan who blesses will himself be blessed. Vishaina Mavarich, Ain Misbarich, right? And If he does not bless, he won't be blessed. Shenemar Bavarich, Bavaricha Mivarichacha. I will bless those who bless
0: you. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, so this is this idea, right? That those who all, you know, the kehunim that bless you, they will also be blessed themselves. So we know there's this idea in general, not just with the kehunim, of um, you know, uh, if you daven for somebody else, then you yourself will be will be uh, your your prayers will be answered first, right? Um, so so there's you know, the avos explains like why is that? Because it's because when you're davening for somebody else, you sort of become the channel through which the blessing comes, and then because you're that channel, you also end up. Being affected by that blessing as well, um, which is the same thing with, with the Gehana, because they're the channel through which the Jewish people are being blessed, they are also um, blessed through that. But he says that well, that only happens if, like, you you're really like you have this real, um, you know, sincere love and unity between you and the person that you're davening for, or between the the Kaihan and the people that he's blessing, because only if you have this true sense of unity can you really be a direct channel that will allow you to benefit from the, that blessing as well. Mm. Ah, so
1: we can't miss you. Okay. So, so any kind which does not ascend to the platform, right, and uh, deliver the Berkus uh, is transgressing three negative mitzvahs. It says, You should, so you shall bless them. Lahem say to them, But some which me, and you should place my name. So it's a pretty serious thing. Rav, my Rav said, okay, you know, you shouldn't judge. Perhaps you should, you know, judge this person favorably. You shouldn't force him to go up to the duchin. Uh, Perhaps Shama ben Grusha or ben Khalitha, who, right? perhaps you should actually start suspecting that this person has a, as a reason for why he's not, uh, you know, ascending with the rest of the Qahanim. Maybe he's the son of a divorcee or a woman who is who has performed Khalitha, which means uh, those are women who a Kayan is forbidden to marry. And if a Kayan marries a woman, he's not allowed to marry. The product of that union is called a halal. Uh, and that person is essentially not a Kayan anymore. Even though his father is a Kayan, he is not, he's kind of up, sort of lost his kahuna privileges. So Rav says, if you see someone who's, who's doing that, you know, you should suspect that that is the reason. But like pleading he says, really, Rabbi Shimon, and Levi and Rav are not disagreeing. How does like Prakim? Right, and Levy is talking about someone who did not – He just sometimes doesn't go. Uh, maybe he'll go up just like on the – this is a three, you know, you have him type in, where, you know, at like special occasions he'll go up. Uh, and Robin thing, talking about someone who never goes up, right? So then we can suspect, okay, you know, we shouldn't force him to go because he might have – you know, he might just be not really a kind
0: I'm going to just cut right. in here. It seems like the right place to talk about this. Um, you know, so it seems like we're saying here it's a mitzvah, right? So it's a mitzvah for to bless the Jewish people. Um, but we know, we see that in communities and chutzla arts, we don't do Birkas every day, right? We only do it, you know, on on, on Yom Tevin. Um and the question is why? Like why why do we not do it? If it seems to be a we say that Hashem desires the you know the so why are we not doing it? Why are Kahanim not fulfilling this obligation on a daily basis? Um so there's lots of different answers given. Um, the Maharil gives a few answers. One answer he says is that you know there there's a midnight that 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 um Kahanim adopt to go to mikvah before they do Birkas Kahanim. And because it's burdensome for them to have to do it every single day, we sort of reserve for Yemen type when they're it's anyways you know a minhag to 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 immerse in a mikvah um so that we don't trouble them to do it daily. Um, the base case if a rejects this answer, he says, you know, Birkes Kahanim is a Mrs. Asi from the Torah. You know, we could better to not go to Mikvah and do Birkes Kahanim. That which shouldn't be a good enough reason to to not do it. Um, but the Maharil gives another answer, which is that um, you know it's a burden to the people to have Birkes Kahanim every single day, right? It takes t- takes extra time, it adds extra time to the davening, and we don't want to we don't want to burden the people to have to do that daily. Um, the Khassam cipher says that it's actually, you know, the, the davening that we do is connected the karbanis, right? Because birkas kahanim, you know, in times of the Bees Mikdash, would be done after the karbanis. And if the karban, you know, was was done without the proper intention, right, without the right kavanah, then it would be invalid. And the bracha, you know, the birkas kahanim also would not be valid. It would not really, it would not be effective. And since on a daily basis, you know, the assumption is that people are busy, people are, you know, running to work after davening. So, like, they don't really have the right kavanah during davening um and therefore the um and therefore the you know it's not it doesn't make sense to do burkas got on a daily basis because people won't really be focused enough um in order for it to for the Davenin to be, to be, to be um, valid, like the kabbalists, and therefore for the Berkus to be effective. But on Yamtif, when people are more relaxed, you know, they're not rushing to work, then we can, uh, we can expect them to be, to have the right kabbalah, and therefore it makes sense to do Berkus Khamanam then. Um, one more answer given is that, you know, nowadays the lineage of the kahanim is not certain, right? We don't know for sure, you know, people don't have, you know, what's uh, father to son you know family tree all the way back to you know, to know for sure that they're kahanim um but we we have like a chazaka right we have an assumption based on you know um you know whatever you know facts people know about their family that they're that they're kahane. but because it's not for sure um, we don't want to make a of Atala so that's why we don't do it on a daily basis but on yom tif, um you know we still keep we still keep the tradition of doing it three times a year in yom tif, um so that we don't forget the tradition of the kahanim right um, it's interesting that also historically, it seemed like there were a few rabbinim who, who had tried at certain points to reinstitute it, right? They're like, hey, what's going on? Why are we not doing Berkhali ghanim? Like, what, oh, no. reason, what was that? When did it stop? I guess we don't really, guess it kind of just,
1: I guess, clearly by the Middle Ages, it stopped.
0: Yeah, I guess yeah, I don't know exactly what, but it seems like there were some people who, some rabbinim who tried to, and like bizarre things happen. Like they, they were like, okay, tomorrow we're gonna start doing Berkeley Khanam every day. And then like some tragedy would strike, you know, like there would be like the house would burn down or something like some like strange thing would happen. And the the Ari writes in like very interesting language, he says it almost seems like Menhashamayim, they don't want us to do Birkis Khanam every day. Um, we don't really understand why. It's almost like a bot. It's almost like from these, like, a few incidents that happened where certain people tried to restart it in their show and, like, it, you know, something, you know, strange uh, happened. And he said it's almost seemed like it was like a boss call that's telling us, like, this is not meant to be, you know, like, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not for us. Uh wow, that's too so so- wild. <laughs> yeah very interesting what a like halakhic mystery you know yeah it is and essentially sure. there's, there's all these answers given but none of them are really like I guess satisfactory enough <laughs> to be like to give us a good enough reason why we shouldn't be doing it um, but it seems like it's yeah meaning like, there's there's sort of this consensus amongst our that this is not it's not supposed to be done you know wow
1: yeah. well I think Kassam Sophers answer kind of does seem like it's true like also not just that we have more time on Amtif but when you do something more infrequently it you do it gives it more of like a Khashiv, right. and specialness, right? So, I don't know. Whenever there's Berkus Kahana, people feel like, oh my gosh, like, whoa, it's such a big deal. I'm sure if we did that every day, we wouldn't have that same reverence for it. It's just, you know, right. human right. nature. Yeah, definitely. Um, but at any rate, yeah, like, wow, it, that's pretty wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, so... So, more Rishub and lady, I'm um, more Rishub and Levi. Call Kayan to Ana Isle Ila. Like, so anyone... Who any kayan who does not ascend to the front of the shoal during the bracha of Abaydah, which is ma'idim, he does not. He shouldn't go up after that. Um, that's sort of that the time limit for going up. Why? So it says that Aaron lifted up his hands towards the people and he blessed them, and then he was he blessed, and then afterwards he went down. Uh, he came down and finished. To, uh, offering the khatas and the ayla and the shlemen. Uh so meaning he was giving the bracha in the midst, like in the middle of offering all these karbanites for the congregation. So malahal and B'Avida, just like our did it during like the Avida and the of Simchus. So too, we don't have a of Simchus today, but our t- you know is re- you know kind of replacing that. So the kahanim should go up uh, and to the front of the shul during that bracha. <sighs> So Gamar is like, is that really true that um that the Kahanam need to go then go up during that time? Vaharib Rabi So Ami Rabi Asi were both Kahanam, um, apparently. Salki Rabi Ami So so Rami Rabi Asi would apparently um, ascend. I guess people had observed them um, getting to the front of the shoal after the Brahma. Right. So it says. Thalki Rabi Ami Rabi Asi Meikara so he says no they, Rabbi Ami Rabbi Asi started walking you know from their seats uh, at the beginning you know when the brecha was still in the middle of the bracha. um Sorry, okay, so just a correction of just how to read the sentence here. So Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Stel- Rabi Asi Salgi, Stel- Rabi Ami, Rabbi Asi would ascend after the conclusion of the racha. So the Gemara answers, Rabi Ami, Rabbi Asi, me, Kara, akri kara you? So Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi would, like, you know, move their feet, right? They started walking uh, at the beginning of the racha. Um, Matu, Aloha, Matu, has them. But they didn't actually reach the front of the shawl um, until the till after the bracha was finished. So meaning, you just gotta start, as long as you start walking uh, in the middle of the bracha, you're good. So, this is like, oh, you know, we see this idea supported by this brysa. Rabioshia, uh, lo shanu, alasulai akaragla. said, this halacha, that you have to do it during, you have to, the, the kahana have to ascend during the bracha of avida only applies when if the khanum have not Move their feet But if he has moved his feet, he can go up. It's not not only another b'risa, which is kind of a little bit on a different topic, but supports this idea as well. In Kapa. So it's talking about a Chazin who's leading the congregation and he's also a Kayan. So the question is, does he go and bless the people? The concern is, is that he's in the middle of davening and if he does work Kahanam, he's going to lose focus and he's going to lose track of where he is and he's going to, you know, kind of, uh, it'll be a burden on the congregation because he will you know, take more time trying to find his place. So the Mishnah says, if he is sure that he can, Perform Berkes Kahanim and then go back to his place, and you know without making any mistakes, he's allowed to. Now, so that's what the mission says. So now we're going to imply from this mission that when someone is davening, they're you know, if he's a chazan for the congregation, that means he's saying the bracha of havida in his spot, in his spot, wherever the chazan stands, right? So that means, obviously, he can't move from his spot and turn to bless the people until after he's done davening and saying the bracha because he's the chazan, right? So, and bahala akaraglav, uh, and so we had we there was a question raised on this br- mishnah. Wait, how how can someone be a cousin and then be do berkes kahanim because he hasn't moved his feet until the end of the bracha? Allah de porta. So it must be the mishnah is referring to a situation where he just moved his feet a little bit, right? That's the only way it could work. So hakana means akar So that's how we learn in general. Um, it's you know as long as the kind just like moves his feet slightly and started you know started the process of going to the front. Uh, he can still join the other Kahanim at the front and bless the people. But Amar and Levi, Rishwem um, and Levi said, So we've kind of have we're quoting teachings of Rishwem and Levi that don't have to do with, directly with Perkis Kahanim, but um, they're also said by Rishwem and Levi, so that's why we're discussing them. So, he says that uh, if you give someone a cup of wine to sort of lead the benching, and uh, someone leads the benching, um, they'll, they'll be the one who makes the bracha over the cup of wine. So he says you shouldn't give that cup of wine to someone. You should only give that cup of wine to someone who's generous. Right? Shanimar, Taib Ayan, Hu Yuburach, Elach someone who's a good eye will be blessed because he gave of his bread to the poor. Al you Yuburach, don't read, he will be blessed al he should bless right so only a generous person should be um you know leaving the benching but and Levi and Levi said filu ifais this is an interesting one. So he says even birds recognize misers and they stay away from them right birds don't like misers so for in, in vain he has spread out uh the net or the you know the food in vain in the eyes of all birds, right? So, if a person who's a miser will set out, you know, feet like food for birds, the birds won't eat it. But Amar and Levi or and Levi said, "Call a nun. I mean, sorry, I and Iver belav. Anyone who benefits from a miser has transgressed a leshasay. So, alt um, es lehem ra, I so don't eat the bread of someone who's." no not generous who right it's like someone who is reckoned with himself right meaning like he's gonna tell you to eat and drink this person is gonna tell you that he wants you to have of his food but it's not gonna be sincere because really in his you know by nature he's someone who um is pained by giving of his food to other people or knockover he like said I ever stay says you shouldn't uh, there's actually two, uh, you know, things that he's transgressing. al right? It says you shouldn't eat the bread of a miserly person, and also you should not desire their food. I'm Rabbi Shuman Levy. Rabbi Levy said, um, this is about the ceremony of the egla arufa, right? Uh, which was a heifer who... To- had his neck broken, uh, it was a ceremony. We'll it's actually talk at length about the Eglarufa towards the end of the Mishnah because it's one of the things uh, we mentioned in the Mishnah. Um, but, anyways, in brief, they perform the ceremony when there's an unsolved murder, where right? there's a dead body found outside the city, and they don't know who the murderer is. So, the reshuva lady said, "Ain Sari Ayin." Uh, a city only has a situation where they need to bring. And because of miserly people. so <laughs> Namar as it says. The Anuba Amru. it says the, you know, the elders of the city need to uh, perform this ceremony and they need to say, you know, at the spot where the dead body was found, they need to say, asadam <speaking in> Hazat, <Hebrew> Our hands did not spill this blood. <speaking in Hebrew> right? So, and they have to, it basically said this whole speech, like we haven't spilled this blood and, you know, Hashem forgive us and, you know, don't, don't hold us responsible for this. So, yeah, also Like, did we really think that the elders of the beastin are murderers? Right. This is a unsolved murder outside the city. Like, you know, it's not really their fault. Ella, what they mean is right? like Bali is denu Right. He didn't come like. He didn't come to us, like, for help, uh, and then we dismissed him. But like we knew, we didn't see him, uh, you know, needing help, and just leave, let him be. Like Daniel, what does it mean? He didn't come to us, and we let him go. But like him Zionist, right? We didn't let him go or leave home, leave our, you know, let's say they're hosting him for a while. We didn't leave, let a guest go without food for the way. Library knew, Vinaq knew, but Baya, we didn't see him and let him be, meaning we didn't let a guest leave town without escorting him. Right, so the idea is if they wouldn't, if someone would be, would be miserly and not give a guest or a traveler food uh, on his way and escort him outside of the city, that could be dangerous. I mean, especially in those times, traveling alone and uh, without provisions was quite dangerous, and, and that would be the duty right? Of somebody, of a host to do so. Um, and it's, you know, if there were these miserly people who neglected that responsibility, that could lead to such a situation.
0: Amar Ada. Just uh, Amar. This, uh, this whole story of the Agla Rufa, um, you know, there's there's a, there's a beautiful sikhah where the talks about this. You know, what, basically what we're saying here is that the responsibility for this person who might have gone hungry, this person who, who didn't have food, it's not just the responsibility of the people in the nearby cities to make sure that he's fed and that he's taken care of. But even the leaders of the city and even the Sanhedrin itself, like we're, we're saying that they have to take responsibility for the fact that this person somewhere outside the city, um, um, you know, wasn't taken care of. And he says the same thing is true spiritually. You know, like the city represents a place of Tyra, you know, an inhabited place where there's – it's – it's um vibrant with Tara and, and a field, you know, outside the city, that's something, uh, that's a place which is lacking, right? It's void of Tara and Mitzvahs. So the idea here is that even, you know, if there's a person who's not yet, you know, um, engaged with Tara and they're sort of in a place in their life where they, they're not, they don't have access to that. Then it's not just the responsibility of the people nearby um, them to sort of ins- make sure that, that they have access, you know, that they're, you know, engaged and, 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 and aware of, of terra mitsis. Um, but even the leaders, like nobody's too great to 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 have this responsibility of taking care of these people who aren't necessarily knowledgeable in terra. And not only that, but even the Sanhedrin itself, right? Like even the greatest leaders of the people um have to take responsibility for, for every single Jew, even the Jews that might find themselves, you know, outside the city, so to speak, right? Like in a place that's not that's void, that's void of terror. So that's sort of like the message of this the a no more um I mean both physically and spiritually, right? That like nobody is too is beyond responsibility um for mm. for one person's uh one person's downfall. Right. Wow.
1: um so yeah I guess I'm sure we'll have more to, you know, I guess discuss or add to this once we get to the whole Mishnah later that we're about later on. Mm-hmm. Um, adza, um, Lai. So, Ada said that, Reptilai said, ha So, what do you do if a shul has only Kohanim? Right? It's an interesting halakhic quandary, right? Because normally Kohanim, uh, you know, turn and bless the non Kohanim in the congregation. What do you do if everyone's a Kayan? So, Ramsen said, Kulan uh, Island La they everyone in the show goes up to the front of the show, so who do they, who do they talk to? right So Ama said La they speak to their brothers, right Presumably there are other non-kohanim who are just unable to come today because they're in the fields working and they have jobs which are such that they're just unable to come to shul at that time. Is that so? Didn't Abba, the son of Reb Benyam in say? Right? If there are any people in the congregation who are behind the Kehanim, they're not included in the bracha. So these people in the fields, who knows where they are? They could be in front in the back, right? So they shouldn't be included if they're in the back. Like Hashia, it's not an issue. When it says the people behind the Kahanim are not included, that's talking about when, you know, they. It, it's not that they're forced, they're just, you know, they don't, you know, they, they could have made the effort to be in front of the Kahanim, and they didn't. Uh, but the, the uh, people who are, you know, need to be in the field working at that time, they're forced, right? They have no other option. And in such a case, the Racha does reach them. Vahatani Rav Simi Birta. Didn't Rav Simi from Birta say, Shikhure, uh, sorry, didn't um Yeah, Bahatshani Rabsimi Birta Tshore didn't Rab Semi Abirta say based on Knesset Shikula Kahan, Sasan Island and that in a shoal that is made up entirely of Kahanim, some of them go up to make the bracha and the other ones just stay behind and say amen Right. So which one is it? Do all of them go up or do some of them go up? So like Hashiah says this is not a contradiction. Ha uh, deish sara. is talking about a situation where there, if some kohanim go up, there will still be 10 more to answer amen. Ha sara. When we said that, um, that everyone should go up um, and just bless anyone who might be in the field, that's when... Uh, there wouldn't be ten left over, right? So if there wouldn't be ten left over when two people go up, uh, there it's you know it's not even helpful because when there's less than ten people, it's not considered you know a minion or a congregation. That's you know enough to say amen. And so therefore we say you may as well just have everyone go up and then bless those working in the fields. Bless those working in the fields. So now we're going to go back. We just quoted a statement uh, of Abba Braidzer Abin Yamin in passing, right? We're going to go back and analyze it on its own. So Tana Abba Braidzer Abin Yamin Bar Chia. So Abba, the son of Abin Yamin, the son of Chia, had taught Am Shechurikah Hanem Ina Mekal Bracha. Right. So anyone who's behind the Kohanim are not included in the Bracha. Pshita Arichy Beapi Gute Lomas. Okay. Uh, so it's obvious that, you know, when if there's just a tall person standing in front of a short person, uh, meaning if a person is blocking someone's view, that doesn't prevent the bracha from reaching them, so to speak. Teva lo mafika, uh, and also a teva, which is either like a bima or an ar if that's between the kahanam and the people, that would not uh, separate, wouldn't be a separation. Mechitza mai, but what about an actual partition? So tashma, coming here, we'll hear... You know, this following brysa will shed light on the issue. The Amar Levi or Levi said, ina Right. So even a iron curtain cannot separate between Jews and their Father in Heaven. Meaning to say, nothing can separate between the bracha and you know and the Jewish people. And even if there's a mechita, uh, they're still included. The bracha still reaches. And affects them. So,
0: of course, this this is a famous uh, phrase, right? I feel mechitah shabazel inum apsakas, which, of course, is an allusion, you know, to, of course, to our sins, you know, as well. Our sins can't separate us from Hashem. But just two two ideas here. The Sfas says that, you know, in general, Torah is called like a remedy for the yitzharah, right? Um, and it says it's, it it does this in two ways, right? There's there's sort of two um, two ways that it does this. So he says, Tara is called both water and fire. Um, So it's called water because there's one, you know, one uh, way that we sort of are blocked from connecting to Hashem. And that is through stone, right? Stone symbolizes our heart being like a stone in the sense that it's not receptive to holiness, right? We're sort of not, we're not um, receptive to, to, uh, to Kedusha. And in that sense, the Torah is called water because it sort of wears down on that, you know, when our heart is like a stone, it wears down on the stone and sort of, you know, allows um, Kedusha to come into us. Um The other side of it is iron, right? Iron represents sort of this, you know, this, you know, weapons of destruction are made of iron. That's like the destruction of negative behavior. Um, And Terra is called fire because fire can like refine, right? It can melt and refine the iron. Um, And that's sort of the the other way that Tyra can... um, can sort of be counteract um, the negativity of the Yitzhahara. So he says, what the, when, when it says here, um, it's saying that when we are like, you know, we we learn Torah and through learning Torah, we become like Hashem's children, right? Hashem becomes like our father. And therefore this iron um, is not able to separate us from him because the Torah will sort of melt and and like get rid of that, that um, the averus which are like iron. Um Mm. that's sort of like the, why specifically the word iron is used here. Um, and then just one more idea from Rabbi Shisra, he says that, he reads sort of this line a little bit, you know, not literally, right, It says, um, right, that there's a wall of, of iron can't separate the Jewish people from each other, right, we aren't separate from each other. When are we not able to separate from each other? When, when we're turned towards our Father in Heaven, right, like when, when we have that, um, you know, a sense of 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 devotion to Hashem that allows her to be unity um between ourselves. Um okay, we'll we'll stop here, right? Yeah. Okay. Daphlama Tess. Awesome. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow for Daphlama Tess.